listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. Hey, everyone. This is Scott Love, and thanks for joining me on the Rainmaking Podcast. As you know, this is the show that brings relevant info to those in the business of getting business. Today, our guest is Bill Cates. I've known Bill for a few years. I met him years ago when I was doing a lot of speaking. He's the past president of the National Speakers Association. He's an author. He's been an entrepreneur for almost 40 years. And today, our topic is called Radical Relevance. Sharpen your marketing message, cut through the noise, and win more ideal clients. And this is also the name of Bill's latest book. And we talk about that book on our show today. And I'd highly recommend that you get it and that you really study it like a textbook. Get it, write through it, highlight through it, pay close attention to some of the ideas that he gives you. And I think you're going to get some great content from our show today. Bill has been a successful entrepreneur for almost 40 years. He started, built, and sold two successful book publishing companies. After the sale of his second publishing company, he devoted the last 25 years to the art and science of relationship marketing. My friends, this is somebody you can really learn from. I hope you get some great ideas from my interview with Bill. Thanks for listening. Hey, everyone. This is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the Rainmaking Podcast. Today, I've got Bill Cates on the show with me talking about radical relevance. Bill, thanks for joining me on the show today. You're welcome, Scott. And just in case if anybody misheard you, it's not Bill Gates. Uh, <laughs> I missed it by one letter. And, and here's the deal. Bill Gates may be finding ways to give his money away. Uh, my mission is to help everybody serve more people and make a little more money in the process. That sounds great. And Bill, I've known you for some time. I've read some of your other books. And one thing, I'm going to give a plug for your book. And this isn't something, folks, that Bill asked me to do, uh, but his book is called Radical Relevance. Sharpen your marketing message, cut through the noise, win more ideal clients. And I'm going to tell you this, that this is probably one of the best books I've read in business. And I'm not exaggerating. And I've read a lot. And if there's any professional out there that's in the business of getting business, you're a partner with a law firm, you're an associate, you're a B2B salesperson, you're a headhunter, you're in the staffing sales business, this is a book to read. And so, Bill, tell me a little bit, and we're going to put the the show notes, we'll put the links for all this, but give us a little bit of background. You've been in business for some time. Tell us about how you started in business and how you worked your way up today to being an expert on this topic. Sure, we'll make that quick, but uh, I've been in business for 40 years. I know I sound like I'm about 35, but I'm a little <laughs> older than that. So I got started actually uh, in business in the book publishing industry, and I owned uh, and built two uh, book publishing companies. I sold the companies, and I was looking for the next thing to do. And a buddy of mine said, you know, you should be a, a consultant, speaker, author. You, you know, you've been through a lot. You have a lot to give, a lot to teach. I said, well, that sounds interesting. So I slowly started to do that. And so what I love about what I do now is I get to learn. I get to try it in my own business. I get to teach it to other people. And everyone I talk to is kind of, it's like a laboratory and we figure out what really works. Right. I'm a bit of a curator of best practices, trying to keep what I do as relevant as possible, which is part of the topic today. Uh-huh. And so, you know, for the last 25 years, I've been, I've been doing this, uh, helping small businesses, large businesses grow with more relevant messaging. And as you know, referrals and personal introductions is a, is a big part of what I teach as well. Right. You know, meeting people through, through warm marketing as opposed to cold marketing. 
I think that's fantastic, especially for those people listening that are rainmakers out there. And let's kind of start off with the most obvious question. When you say radical relevance, what does that mean? And why is that concept important enough for you to write a whole book about that? Sure. Well, certainly relevance, being relevant with our message so that we can attract the right people into our business has always been, well, relevant. It's always been important, right? Mm -hmm. But these days, it's just harder to get through. I, the subtitle of the book actually says a lot. It's, it's sharpen your marketing message, cut through the noise, win more ideal clients. So the problem it solves is cutting through all the noise and getting someone else's attention and then keeping their attention. We have to be relevant. We have to be compelling on a continual basis so that we can see, you know, do the dance to see if we're a good match and see if we can be of service to them. So it's all about that. And because we, we suffer from marketing message overload, it's been estimated that the average person receives about 3,000 marketing messages a day right. in all the different ways we get those, that no wonder the people we want to reach have created barriers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And we've all been approached by people who have no clue who we are. And so we ignore those messages pretty much right away. And so the more relevant we are to that prospect in our approach, then the more likely they'll pay attention to us. That's right. The walls are going to come down. They're going to let us in. They're going to engage with us. So tell me about this one concept here in chapter five mm -hmm. about what makes you different. You say, you say your prospects don't care about what makes you different unless they see exactly how that difference benefits them. Tell me about that a little bit. Yeah. So also another part of the book, I give the 17 rules of radical relevance and uh, I think this is rule five, and that is only differences that matter, matter. That's another way to say the same thing, right? So mm -hmm. now, does what make you different as critical as everybody says, right? Everybody out there saying, you got to know what makes you different. Get Well, yes and no. I mean, at the end of the day, someone that you're talking to, someone who's considering working with you, what they really want to know the answer to is, are you right for me, right? right. Is the match right? And sometimes what makes you different can, can make a huge difference in, in making that equation work. So I know we'll talk a little bit about targeting a specific market if you have a vertical market that you're going after. And, and so therefore, you know that market better than a generalist, then guess what? You know That difference is something that probably will matter to them. Mm -hmm. What doesn't matter to them are all the platitudes that people use. Like we care about our clients. We get to know our clients before we make recommendations. Yeah, we have great yeah. service. And Scott, I'm not saying we don't talk about those things. I'm not saying we don't say that we care and we customize solutions and all that. Those are all important, but that doesn't make you different. That's not a differentiator. And it's kind of the price of being in business. And we have to talk about those things and how we do those things. So it's almost impossible to have something that makes you unique. Sometimes you hear the expression unique value proposition. Right. Well, it's hard to be totally unique, but you can be different enough. And then what we got to do is how we talk about that. We tie it to a specific benefit. We can't assume that that feature of ours that makes us a little different that the prospect, the potential client is going to see how they benefit from that. So I was working with a bank and a commercial bank. All they do is B2B and commercial. <laughs> and they had a list of about 19, what they call UVPs, unique value propositions. And I went through them with them as I was doing a con some consulting with them. And only about three or four of them were tied to an actual benefit. 
So for instance, one of them was, we've been in business 128 years. Well, so what? So what? Know, what does that mean? <laughs> that mean you're, you're old and stodgy and not going to have the latest apps and the latest you know, technology? Or does it mean you're solid and you're not going anywhere and you'll be there for your client? Right? We don't we can't assume that our prospect is going to know what that means. And when I work with my clients, I probably over the last year, I've read maybe 150 different value propositions and very few people are good at tying it all the way to the benefit. Right. And if we don't do that, then we're only going part way and we may not hit the mark. And I think what you said, so what, I think that's a good tool people can use. So what, well, what's the benefit? Well, so what? And I always say, drill it down to the benefit of the benefit. How does that benefit people on a personal and an emotional level? Because like what you talked about in your book, you got it, you're selling to people. I remember reading that in your book, which I think is very Mm -hmm. wise, you know? Yeah. Well, just the benefit of the benefit, let's, let's hit that for a second. Cause that's a little bit of advanced sales, if you will, or advanced mm-hmm. business uh, development. So yes, we state the benefit of what we think, how they'll benefit. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. And Mrs. Prospect, if we do this and I believe you'll save a ton of time, your process will be more efficient, whatever the benefit is, right. We're going to save you from this hassle or this problem. And okay. So we, we believe that that's the benefit, but then when we say, so how does that resonate with you? Or how do you think that would show up in your world? You know, talk to me about what that would look like for you. Now we're talking about the impact of the benefit or the benefit of benefit, but they're stating it, not just, we're not just saying this is what it'll do for you. We're getting them to think through it a little bit and what it'll do for them. And then they start to own it. And that can be very powerful. When you say they start to own it, what does that mean? Well, because they, they're saying it back to you in their words. Got it. Right, right. right? So they're yeah. saying, yeah, you know, you're right, Scott. I could see if we did that, we would save so much money. In fact, we'd probably save this and this and then, oh, I, right? So they're starting to think through the impact of the benefit and then they own it and they get emotionally involved. And we know that nobody, no human being, this has been proven with uh, brain science, no human being makes a decision without an emotional component. That's right. Research has shown that if someone can't feel emotion, if the part of the brain that feels emotion has been damaged, they literally can't make a decision. They can't right. decide if they're going to have wheat flakes or corn flakes for breakfast. So, <laughs> so we usually the ultimate benefits usually do have an emotion attached to them in some in some way or another. And let me ask you this: in mm-hmm. terms of getting clear on who your prospects are, I've seen this before. I've actually used this concept of personas. That's something that I think a lot of people in the business world just haven't really thought through about identifying the different personas of their clients and their prospects. Tell me about that. What, how would you define that and what other ideas would you have to help someone kind of get clear on narrowing their focus? Yes, sure. So a, a persona is a marketing term for ideal client. Sometimes you hear avatar. We like to use, in the book, I use the word a right, a term right fit client. And if you think about your right fit clients, those people that you enjoy working with, what you offer matches what they need. They appreciate you for all the reasons you want to be appreciated. That's a right fit client, right? They're usually more profitable. You're speaking their language from the get-go because you know who you want to attract. And so for me, there's the target market, right? There, there's, that's the target of, of it could be an industry, could be a specific company. There's different ways to look at targets. But the bullseye is the persona, the right fit client. And so this all comes from 
the perspective, and this is something I learned a long time ago, and that is clear intentions produce clear results and vague intentions produce vague results. Mm -hmm. So if we have a a kind of a vague sense and a kind of a sense of who we're trying to attract and everyone on the, in the firm, you know, who's involved with attracting clients has a sense of who we want. Well, that's who we'll attract the sense, right? We might hit the bullseye from time to time and we'll be skirting around the edges a lot. And that's not terrible, but if we have a crystal clear sense of who we're trying to bring in, and we can have more than one persona, by the way, and we know the exact demographics, age, gender, you know, financials, all the demographic aspects, and then the psychographics, which are critically important. And that is what are their fears, uh, concerns, problems, aspirations, goals, kind of the emotional side of things. Then what happens is we can craft the messaging that will be relevant to them, that will speak to them. Right. It's, it's all about empathy. The biggest word we can use here is empathy. Empathy means understanding and appreciation for someone's circumstance. That's right. right. So in our sales and marketing, we, in the words we choose to use, images on websites, et cetera, displays a knowingness for who right. we're serving, and they will see themselves in our story and in our words. And that's that's an example of radical relevance. Well, I like the ideas that you give that are very deep and meaningful. And my challenge to those people listening, and I'm not getting away from the book, I want to come back to it and ask more questions, but for people to get the book and really study it, I would say kind of in between a textbook and a Bible, uh, where, where you're, <laughs> you're, you're actually digesting the words that you put in here because there's so much substance, Bill, Mm. where in some of the things I've done, like we actually created personas where ours were all aquatic, where we had the whale, somebody with a big book of business Mm. that everybody wants. Then we have the dolphin. Someone thinks they have a big book. Then we have the Nemo, somebody (laughs) that thinks they're a big deal, but you just can't find them. They disappear. You know, and so we we went through our different avatars, our different personas. But I liked what you gave and this is in chapter eight, hit the bullseye. Mm-hmm. And I like how you give an accounting and consulting firm finding the bullseye. And tell me about that. How would somebody go about really identifying the bullseye and really getting that right fit client? What action steps would you give them for them to be able to do that? Yeah, typically, you know, unless you're just starting out. So if you're already in business, which I suspect most of the people listening to this are, you start where you are, you start with your clients, right? And you look at who who are your right fit clients and what's the criteria everyone's going to have a little different criteria but certainly you like doing business with them like i said earlier the, the match between what they need and what you offer is a good match they're profitable and right fit clients tend to be more profitable anyway because they value your advice they value the work that you do it's not a struggle to work with these people And so you look and you identify who are these right fits? Who do we want to duplicate, right? This is where my referral stuff comes in. We talk about multiplying our best clients, multiplying our right fit clients. Who would we like to duplicate? And you can have more than one. Like you said, you got the whale and the dolphin and some people will give them names. You know, we need more Georges. We need more Laura's, but there's criteria listed with each of those people. So we know what we're talking about when we say George or Laura. There's that clarity there. And so what happens is as we get more and more clear, and sometimes it takes a little time for that, but as we get clear, then what happens, even in subtle ways, the way we start to talk about our business and the opportunities we present and the problems we solve, 
it just starts, we start to attract more of those people because we're slowly adjusting what we say in a way that's going to speak to those people. And so we can go fast, we could go slow and subtle, but over time, clear intentions produce clear results. Right. And that's what's going to happen. So do this, elaborate more on what you talked about. I think, did you call it the psychology of the buyer or, or how, how did you phrase it within your book? Well, yeah, the buyer psychology, and that's what they bring to the table, right? What is their story? And, you know, we don't always know. We can make some assumptions. We have to be a little careful about making assumptions, right? But the good news is if we are targeting the right market and then we have the right bullseyes w- within that, then we've, we've probably made some pretty accurate assumptions, but we never really want to totally assume. We want to see who they are and what they're bringing to the table. So we sometimes talk about our value in the form of questions, right? So I might say to you, Scott, let's say you're an accountant <clears throat> and I'll say, you know, Scott, one thing I've, I've learned about the accounting industry is that while you're always looking for good clients that fit your practice, I know that it's hard to find talent, that a lot of accounting firms are struggling finding the right talent. You know, folks who graduate with an accounting degree and, and actually want to become you know, a CPA, is that a struggle for you? Is that a challenge that you're facing, right? So I can make an assumption, but let me check that assumption out a little bit to see where are you with that? What are you bringing to the table? And so then we can adjust in that way. So we've got it by the whole idea of radical relevance comes from really just a, a relentless pursuit of caring and getting to know who our best clients are. Right. It's got to be relentless. We've got to be willing to take the time. And so many people don't take that time to do the warm research and the cold research before we reach out to a prospect that we miss so much opportunity just because we maybe were a little lazy and didn't take the time. And I think even not understanding about us, about how is it that we are radically relevant? How do we articulate that message to people in a way that's going to work, that's going to cause a response. Like you give, I mean, two thirds of your book, I think is really dedicated to teaching people how to do that. I like the fact that you give action steps in doing this. You give different steps. You do fill in the blank within your book that (laughs) makes it easy. I mean, it makes it easy because professionals that are busy, that are you know, they're billing 2,000, 2,500 hours a year. Mm. They don't have a lot of time, but they can sit and they can carve out just a few hours here with your book when they've like on a Sunday morning and they can really make some some headway strategically. So let's just say somebody does this, they go through, they take the action steps. And now they've got that. They feel really good about their message. They want to be tactically relevant. Mm-hmm. This is in part three of your book. What are mm-hmm. some ways that somebody can build that tactical relevance, uh, some things that you've seen are effective for professionals? Yeah, I'll give you two things. It's two, two formulas, really. So tactical relevance means how do we communicate all this work we've done to figure out our value prop and who we want to serve and all that? How do we then start to communicate that? It could be in an email to a prospective client. It could be a voicemail message. It could be how we introduce ourselves over the phone or in person. A lot of different ways, website, LinkedIn profile. So the, you know, the creating the the text and the words, that's the tactical part. So here's a formula that we can use. Uh, You may have to adjust it a little bit for your situation, but it goes a little something like this. The first part is 
around expertise or specialization. So I am an expert in, you could say, or I have expertise in, or we specialize in, and that's kind of your the problems you solve, et cetera, perhaps. And then I work with, and that defines your market, the types of people you work with, who want whatever they want, whoever you work with, whatever they want, that's the benefit. That's how you bring this very short statement to an actual benefit. So what do they want? What do they want to achieve? How do they want to feel? What do they want to save, you know, prevent all of that, you know, the opportunities, the challenges. And then here's the key part is the for example. Mm -hmm. So my expertise is in, I work with who want to, for example, One of the things I teach all my clients and everyone to do is is to start to build a bit of an inventory of examples, little anecdotes, right? Short, 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 short. Because what that does, it takes the formula and really brings it to life. And that allows you to put a little more benefit in there. You could put a client reaction to the work you did in there. You know, for example, yesterday I was working with a client and they had a challenge that was similar to yours. And here's what we did and da, 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 right? Having an example is critical right. and very few people actually have an inventory of those. And you can have- and you, you don't even need a lot of good stories. You just need a few good ones, right? Yeah, a few. And and if you have different avatars, you know, or targets, you could have a few different, you know, you want to pick the one that, that most closely fits the person you're delivering this, this message to. And so that's one formula to kind of state what you do. Let me give you another formula. This is all the tactical stuff. We call it the differentiation gap formula. And I actually got this from Karen Kopp, who wrote a great book, uh, COPP, Biz Dev Done Right, Biz Dev right. Done Right. And you reference that in your book too. So if I do, yes, I interviewed yep. her. She gives me permission to, to share it. So it's this, it's um, anyone can, only we can, for example. Now, it may not be anyone. It could be most people, right? So most recruiters can, or most attorneys can, but only we can, or very few have an expertise. You know, we're one of the few in the state that have this specific credentialing or expertise, for example. And that, for example, is critical because it it then brings those short little phrases to life where people could see how it how it actually works, how it plays out in real life. So again, anyone can, only we can, for example, or most people can. So I work with a lot of financial advisors, for instance. Right, right. So I could say, you know, most financial advisors can work up a financial plan, right? That's not hard to find. But very few use this process that we use, or very few actually have a, a holistic, comprehensive process that does this and this and this and this for example. And so this is how you can communicate your differentiation in a way that doesn't really put down anyone, but it separates you from them, right? Most That's people great. do this, but we do something a little bit differently. Well, so I think a couple you, examples of tactical, how that. Yeah. I think you've got some great ideas in here, Bill. And so, so let's kind of wrap it up here then. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put all of your links on the show notes for this podcast. So for the listener, anywhere you find this show, just go to the show notes and you'll find the links that will lead you to what Bill's talking about. But kind of tell us three action steps that people can take to start integrating some of the ideas that you shared with us, Bill. Yeah, I, I'm going to give it to you actually in one word, but in three levels, if you will. Sure. And it's all the, the word is clarity. The brain loves clarity. The brains of our prospects love clarity. 
because the, the brain doesn't like to work too hard. And so if right. we deliver a message that's confusing, it won't take action. Right. Have you ever been unclear about any aspect of your life, personal right. or business? Yeah. Well, what happens? You get stuck because you're yeah. not clear. Yeah. Right. So clarity. So the first one would be clarity of who you serve the best. Just get work on. I mean, it might take some time. It's not necessarily a simple thing, or it could be if you took the time to do it. But who do you serve the best? Who do you want to attract? Just get clear on that and, and make a decision to not take people who don't fit that anymore, right? If you're at that place in your business. So that's one thing. And they get then get clear on a, a thing I talk about in the book, the villain. Who is the villain that you and your prospective client or client are fighting together? So for instance, the villain that I'm helping people on this, this podcast fight is that marketing message overload and the fact that it's so hard to reach people, right? So we all have that challenge. And so together, I'm the guide, right? You're the hero. I'm the guide. I'm helping you fight that villain. So get clear on the villain that you're, you are helping your client fight, the problem you're solving, the one that resonates, and then get clear on the internal villain. The internal villain is what that problem makes your prospects feel. It's how do they feel about this? And so in the B2B situation, right, you may talk about the problem that, the, that you solve for the business, for the firm, but then there's also the problem for that individual, right? You're still selling right. individuals. That's right. What's the internal villain way, you know, for them? How is it making them feel? What's the challenge they're facing around this? Maybe they're going to get fired or maybe they're not going to make partner or maybe something, right? So right. It's, it's all about clarity, clarity on who you want to serve and then the villain. Well, Bill, this is, this is fantastic. It's sagacious. It's deep. <laughs> uh, your book on relevance is relevant. Uh, so tell us then, what are some of the offerings that you have besides your book that people can can use as resources? What do you do besides writing books that people can really benefit from? Sure. Well, I mean, I, I speak at conferences, uh, obviously, if, if people are bringing in, you know, speakers, quote unquote, experts to help with these types of things. I do that. I, I have a lot of consulting and coaching clients, certainly, uh, especially during the pandemic. I've, I've had a lot more time for that because I haven't been on airplanes, uh, right. Right. For speaking engagements. Right. And, and that's been great because it's been an incredible laboratory for me. And that's where I've gotten to curate all these best practices. I help companies get more clear on the things we've talked about and also have, help them build more referral business. It's a big part of what I do is multiplying the best clients. So a couple places to go. Uh, I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes, radicalrelevancebook.com, radicalrelevancebook.com. And then we have a lot of free resources and a few not free. If you go to uh, referralcoach.com forward slash resources in lowercase, mm -hmm. referralcoach.com forward slash resources, a lot of stuff there for you, videos, audios, guides, checklists, lots of good value for you. That's great. Bill, thanks so much for being on the show today. We're going to have you back on here in the future, I'm sure. And uh, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us today. You bet, Scott. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.